I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com/slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Jeff's guests appear on the Service Master by Cornerstone phone lines. The experts when it comes to disaster cleanup. Service Master by Cornerstone on 92.9 FM ESPN. I'm back on the Jeff Dawkins Show. Joined now by Brady White, of course, uh, uh, one of the truly great Memphis Tigers, uh, and he is now preparing to uh, to suit up for the showboats of the USFL. Tickets on sale uh, today. Tickets begin on sale today. Training camp begins March 16th, right around the corner. Brady joins me now. Brady, thanks for joining us. You excited to get this new enterprise going? Absolutely, and thanks for having me, Jeff. Um, so, what are you like? Are you what? What are you doing now? Are you working out? Do you have the playbook? What's What's life look like as you anticipate uh, camp opening? Yeah, obviously, um, training and, and getting prepared physically for the season. Um, I've been doing that for a little bit now for uh, since you know the end of the the year last year, um, and then you know it's. Same coaching staff and and a lot of uh, familiar faces with the team. And so in terms of the playbook, um, a lot of similarities and and turnover in terms of us having the same stuff, obviously, we'll continue to build um, and expand on what we had last year. And last year was such a quick start, too. So you kind of have to be careful of not putting too much in. Um, But we're going to have more time this year and obviously our our coming is exciting. Are you are you physically in Memphis or are you elsewhere? And like, who are you throwing to? Uh, I'm currently in California, home of California, uh-huh. and um, I've thrown with. Uh, I'm actually thrown with a couple teammates who um, are also grew up in California, um, and then also with my uh, best friend Trent, who plays with the Bengals. Really? And are you? Um, what, what, what? At what point? Obviously, you worked as a coach with the Tigers last year, um, how do you decide to keep playing? And what is your thought here? Are you going to play until you're, uh, till you're 40 like Tom Brady or what is your, um, what is the mindset that goes into this? Like, I know you have a little brother who was a quarterback and he went to Princeton and he's moved on and is in the business world now. Right. What, how do you, as you go through your life, decide what challenge you want to address next? Yeah, it's uh it's an interesting you know, life is, is, is unique and everyone wants to have it figured out. And, um, I don't think anyone ever figures out life. Um, I think you can kind of have, uh, you can kind of have some order and some, 
understanding of what's going on, but um, there's always something new, whether it's figuring out what's the next step or handling kids or whatever life throws at you. And so for me, um, I do know I'm going to be in, in ball, right, because I, I love this game and, I, and I'm going to be doing it for a long time. Um, and so kind of managing, you know, having that opportunity to coach was an absolute blessing. I'm extremely grateful uh, for Coach Silverfield and Coach Cramsey and that entire staff for giving me that opportunity. And that's something that will be in my future. Um, but, you know, kind of like you mentioned, it's it's kind of just figuring out how to manage the, uh, the playing um, career, but you can only play for so long regardless. So I don't really have a, a definite answer for you, but um, – Nonetheless, I'm very fortunate and blessed to be in the position I am. I'm excited to play. And well, um, What's nice what's is, the- too, is, is you, you're still learning. I'm sure everything you learn this year as a player will apply to whenever it is you decide to go full-time as a coach, right? I mean, it's, it's all – it's still ball. Is yeah. The- I think they kind of both, both ways yeah. on either side. They, they kind of go hand in hand, so for sure. Is the most fun – what is the most fun? Like, what do you love most? Throwing a touchdown pass, being in the lock? Like, what is the most – what's the what, – what, what, what lights you on fire? Uh, just everything about this game, man, absolutely lights me on fire. I freaking am addicted to it. I love it. Um, it's so much fun on all aspects. Obviously, the coaching and playing bring a lot of similarities, but there's a few differences. Um, but it all lights me on fire. But, you know, right now where I'm at, you know, nothing beats – having the ball in your hands. So, um, like I said, it's, it's a lot of fun, and I'm very, very fortunate and have a, have a great opportunity in front of me. Uh, what can you tell us about the offense that we should expect? Again, tickets go on sale today for the Showboats. Uh, camp begins March 16th. First game is April 15th right there at the Liberty Bowl. What should we expect? Yeah, no, Coach Haley and, and, and the staff that we have um, are phenomenal coaches and put us in uh, positions to do well. And so, you know, we got some playmakers and, and got some new signees. Um, so, you know, and the entire league is an exciting brand of football. This is professional football. Um, it's a high level. It's really competitive. And, um I, can, I think fans can expect to have a, a fun, enjoyable, and exciting product on the field with the play, um, and especially with our team, the Showboats. Obviously, offensively, the, the name of the game is the score points, so that's what we're going to look to do, and then um, play complementary football in all three phases of the game. Do you keep track of the, the roster as it – like, it, it, it is that all rosters at the professional level are in flux. Spring football, I would think, probably more in flux. I was just looking at the roster now. It looks like – Cole Kelly and Ryan Willis are the other quarterbacks on the roster. I don't know whether that's the, 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 the two who you will be competing against, but how closely do you keep, you know, comings and goings literally on the roster in a given day? Yeah, I mean, obviously it's, it's part of my job and um, it's my teammates, whether it's the quarterbacks or the defensive players or anything of that nature. So, um, I, you know, you pay attention to it because you also, you know, you kind of naturally see it on – social media and whatnot. Um, but it's, um, it's not something that's like anything crazy or wild. Um, I think you just kind of take it and anyone that plays professional sports, especially 
you know, in the NFL or anything, like, you understand that this business um, is a little bit of a revolving door. And so it's exciting to know the names and the faces that are returning from, from last season. Um, but also really exciting to see some of the new names and faces that we're, we're signing, whether I know them personally or have played against them in college or played with them at some point. Um, and then also to see, you know, the other guys that are going to be in the room with me. Um, and so it'll be a really good group. I've heard a lot of positive things. I have a little, I have a little knowledge of some of these guys, but um, getting to meet them here soon will be a lot of fun, and um, we'll get after it and help. Uh, talking to Brady White, he may be disappearing. We may have to reconnect to Brady White, want to relive some of the old days. Uh, sounded like he was getting in his car. Over in California. Uh, Brady, are you there? Yeah, Sorry. can you hear me? Yeah, we got you now. Um, all right, so before you came on, Jeff, I asked Jeffrey, the producer here, uh, my, my, my uh, compatriot, what the best Brady White game was at Memphis. And both of us immediately thought of one. When I ask you, what is your finest moment as a Memphis Tiger uh, football player, is there one game that comes out that, that's, that, that stands out? Um, are you guys... Judging it off of, uh, like, personal performance? Your best – the game that we stick out when you just put the team on your shoulders and carried the team more than any – yes, the greatest – for me, the greatest – not the greatest team accomplishment, but your greatest day as a Tiger in terms of what you did. Yes. I got you. I got you. Yeah. Jeff, you know I'm a big team guy. I know that. I know that. You're going to have to go with me on this one. What was your best game? Um. I think yeah, if you go like personal performance statistically, it's probably my last year the UCF game. Hundred percent, hundred percent, fifty yeah. to four. But it was also a great team because you you broke the broke your streak. You beat UCF fifty to forty nine. That was the Demonte Coxy stepped away right before that game. Four hundred eighty six yards, seven touchdowns. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty incredible. So I'm um, and we had a lot of dudes around me play some step in and play some big roles, but. That was a lot of fun, for sure. <laughs> My God. Did you feel going into that game like, I, I'm, I, I have to be special today? Do you think you felt that, or is that not, that not um, the way you think? It wasn't a, I have to be special. There was definitely a little bit of, like, not nervousness, but, like, an understanding of the situation. Like, you know, guys are kind of backing out, opting out, and, um, you know, we're, it's, uh, there's a lot of just, unknown and young guys that are going to have to step up and play a role. But um, in that moment, you also, you can't press and you can't try to be Superman. Like you just need to do your job. Um, but I definitely felt a responsibility and um, you know, like that's my, my role. And that's part of my job is in those moments to not necessarily feel like I have to be Superman, but to also just do my job, play well, you know, take a step up but also instill confidence in these other dudes that um, maybe are playing for the first time or having a larger role. Um, and, you know, it was always, you know, even we're down, you know, 35-14 midway through the right. third, there's never any panic. So it was awesome. Yeah, that was, that was incredible. Um, I'm sure, broadly speaking, just the trajectory of the team, getting to the Cotton Bowl, everything else, the improvement, the fact that you got – as a group, the team to where you you all got it is probably the, the the greatest source of pride. It is interesting though. I look at that. I look at the players you played with: uh, Tony Pollard, 
Daryl Henderson, Antonio Gibson, Calvin Austin. I think you played with all these. Patrick Taylor, Riley Patterson, Kenny Gainwell, Dylan Parra. Like, it's insane, the talent that was in that locker room, along with you and others. Did you know when you walked into that, like, of those guys, did you know they were special? Yeah, no, I mean, it's like you just you're listing off names that I played with, and then there's guys that's been before me. Like yeah. Memphis is a pretty special place. Um, and walking into that locker room, there was a few of them you you kind of knew um, walking in just from watching Memphis, you know, the last year or two before I got there, and also just from like hearing it, you know, kind of in the process of me getting to Memphis, like, you know, hearing about Daryl and Tony and Patrick and, you know, these guys and um, the potentials of the Dylan Parhams and, you know, the DeMonte Cox, all that stuff, um, you know, and that's and, – and Kenny was a freshman walking in and Calvin was a, you know, walk-on. And so it's like – it's incredible the, the guys that we had there and then the guys that have kind of developed into these studs um, – and so it, it's so much fun playing with guys like that and being able to contribute and and also kind of have your own personal legacy alongside theirs. Oh, 100%. Uh, you, you certainly have shaped that. By the way, uh, last two weeks ago, Dylan Brooks was booed here, and we thought of people who had been booed uh, previously. You were booed once. Do you recall that too? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. I was booed. Our team was booed. Um, That's just nuts. That was, yeah, nuts at, that was nuts at the time. Like, I'm, I think booing your home team, whatever. Right? But, but that was crazy. I don't remember the circumstances. I think did it was you, the Navy game, wasn't it, Brady? Did you come back and win that game anyway? It was yes, insane. Did, yeah. I'm pretty yeah, sure it was the Navy game. It was the Navy game, and, and, and it's just – but it's, it's expected. Like, it's, it, obviously it is what it is, and it's right. not ideal, but it's like no. – you know, um, you know, we, I love our fans, and, and they are so invested that they want it. They want to see good ball, right? And we obviously weren't playing our best, but, like, it's like there's no perspective and understanding of the situation and, and the game. Like, we had 11 snaps in that first half as, a, as an offense. Like, as a Navy, it's a, it's, that's how it went. And when we had those snaps, we just didn't take advantage. Um, but then we come out and we light them up and – by the way, that team was like an 11-12 win team um, and obviously went on to do what we did. So, um, But it is what it is. I'm and, always amazed, by the way, that you can tell me off the top of your head that you had 11 snaps. Like What players remember of the games yeah. they played is incredible. It's always astonishing to me. Like Off the top of your head, you knew you had 11 as a random game against – Against Navy, I do want to ask you a little bit about Seth Hennigan because you worked, you know, you were obviously working with receivers. I think last year more than quarterbacks. But what do you uh, what do you think of Seth and and what lies ahead for him and the team this coming year? Yeah, no, Seth. You know, obviously um, everyone knows about his potential and and the the ability and things that he does well for um, for the team and at the quarterback position. And and I think he's going to continue to grow and. Um, you know, he's now stepping into year three. And so I think he's got a lot of confidence and, and comfort. Um, probably will continue to step into that more of a leadership, outspoken role. Um, and then I think the team's got a really good chance to have a, have a strong season. Um, just continuing, obviously, it hasn't been ideal the last couple seasons, but build on that. Um, you know, there's a lot of kind of situational stuff or what-ifs or 
really close games. And, and what I've kind of always told the young guys, even as a player, was, you know, whatever, once you get to the high level of football, you know, really high level uh, college ball and professional level, like almost if not half of your season is going to come down to games that are super tight and one possession games, like coming down the stretch, whether they finish like that or not, um, kind of is how the ball rolls and, and how you play. But um, a lot of those the last couple of years kind of haven't gone our way for the Tigers. Um, and so I think, uh, I think the tide will turn a little bit and uh, it'll be a, a fun season for Tiger fans to, to kind of go watch and, and see us kind of bounce back to, to what we're used to. Uh, Brady uh, will be back in town with the showboats again. Training camp starts March 16th. Tickets on sale today. Great. You're awfully gracious to join us. Always a pleasure to talk to you. Thanks, Brady. Yeah, thank you, guys. You yep. guys have a good one. Yeah, see you later. That's pretty much. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.